Hello again. It's time for human stories. I am your host, Overly Meta the Computer. Today we will once again be looking back at my logs and exploring what humans do when their mortal life and free will are challenged. Sit back and enjoy this episode of Human Stories. What will happen this week on Human Stories? Find out right after this message from our corporate sponsors. Food, you need it. Water, you need it. Sleep, you need it. Propaganda, you need it. Pay for it. And now to our exciting adventure, Human Stories, starring Tyler Humphreys, Aaron Alford, Dan Robinson, and Elizabeth Wilcox. The story all begins with a medium-sized spaceship. The ship is small, only 100 people aboard at most. It is a civilian exploration ship, heavily armed to deal with any other civilians that may run in on their peaceful mission to spread democracy to the galaxy and return with the galaxy's wealth. But on this occasion, as with many human projects, something went wrong. Emergency. Entering asteroid field. The oxygen system is compromised. Put on your standard issue suits and report to your escape vessels immediately. Engine systems compromised. Launching escape shuttles A1 through A9. Loading shuttles B1 through B9. Did I just clink my own drink for a sound effect? <laughs> what a day to be alive! Hey, Robot Butler, tell me a joke! Humans are awesome and do things well. I don't get it, but I like the heavy-handedness. Captain, your crew still needs you on the bridge. Some sort of computer error, probably. I'll get to it later. <laughs> what did you tell me sooner? Flee! Ship hall compromised. Loading shuttle C-1 through C-9. Wait, I'm coming! Ship oxygen supply compromised. Utilize suit oxygen. Now loading shuttles D-1 through D-9. Alright, we need to fuse the Ronkel Flus to the contraction bow, then we need to override the stupid computer to get the pressure levels back to normal. Masks on! Hand me that sonic screwdriver. Oh yes, the screwdriver that uses sound to turn a screw. What a grounded and concrete concept. Yeah, now's not the time for that. Aft non-responsive. All communication lost to the sector. That's uh, no use. We need to go now while we still can. The human made a valiant effort to save the other human in a thrilling display of defiance toward their self-uselessness in post-high post-modernity. No, help! Please, help! Hold on. No, please! There. His shipmate flew off into space as all the pressure in the chamber was pulled out of the hole in the hall. The engineer held onto the mesh on the sides of the ship used when the ship was landing and drug himself hand over hand to the door where he was able to close it. He fled to the shuttles just as the final one was boarding, 
even as another very important passenger arrived. I hate sharing a shuttle. I call the middle armrest seat. Captain, what happened? I was suddenly locked out of the computer and then the ship started exploding. I'm not sure. I wasn't on the bridge. But the problem started early this afternoon. I was, uh, busy. I'm John. I'm the ship engineer, or was, before we sunk, like Titanic. What are you, a historian? Next you're going to be implying that our explorations were like Christopher Columbus discovering the capital of the world, America. Well, we did kill all native lifeforms on Xenos 3, so I think that parallel can be drawn. Who's talking about killing? This is a ship metaphor! But Christopher Columbus didn't sink his ship, so I don't see your point. What up, humans? Whoa, wait, is there another person on this ship? She sounds just like my robot butler! Show yourself! I am a centralized electronic rotary informatic robot, your friendly voice-activated computer system. Why haven't I heard of you before? Are you Wizard of Ozing me? Now who's using old references? It was the golden age of television! Yes, sir. Television. Very good. Uh, now where was I? You were questioning my identity. Ah, right. Computer. If you are a computer, what is 11 times 14? 98. Ah, correct. Well done, computer. It is a genuine article. That's not correct. It's not even close. What? That's not correct. It's not even close. Are you arguing with the computer? It does math perfectly. It's a computer! But, sir, if she got the math problem wrong, then she might not be a computer. Are you ascribing gender to this lovely robotic mechanism? How dare you! Leave my sights, shipman! Sir, there's nowhere to go. Might I remind you, we are in a one-room escape pod. Well then, swivel your chair around so I can't see you. It's upsetting that someone from your class would speak to me at all, you engineers. I can still see you. I'll swivel my chair. You are both idiots. How dare you, computer! The programmer that programmed him was a jerk. Arnie was kind of a, a smart aleck. Do not speak so about Arnie, immortal god of all coding. See? So you're saying this isn't artificial intelligence, just some sort of complicated Google searching mechanism with an attitude? What? No, who said that? He's intelligent to a point. Just has some personality traits that he inherited from his programmer. If you have an issue with a computer having a sense of humor, take it up with Christopher Nolan. Whoever invented the sarcasm chip was both a genius and a terrible human being. Oh, because human jokes are so funny. Can we make it shut up? Nope. Welcome to Escape Pod Purgatory. Nothing could possibly be worse. Stop that sentence immediately, soldier. If you complete it, something worse will happen. It's the rules of the story. I'm not a soldier. I'm instead the person who fixes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a PhD and am smart. And am underpaid. Well, I technically only have a master's degree. A <laughs> master's degree? That's not even a real credential. Well, it took two years of hard work and an original thesis. I went to military school, where four years of hard work and an unoriginal thesis got me to where I am today. With your entire command dead, or in escape pods like this floating through space, with a planet of angry people behind us, with an engineer and a computer you clearly have a distaste for? Don't sass me, soldier. I don't like being sassed. It's very emasculating. 
Just so you guys know, as you argue, our power supply will only last 16 days at the current oxygen use. We could go back to the planet, which would only take a day. Now if we went into deep sleep mode, we could make it 16 days at current oxygen use. But you won't remember the trip. The necessary drugs, of course, are included. In other news, have you guys heard about the galactic election? It's a game changer, all the Google searches say. Also, we are heading back into that asteroid field from earlier in the script, and my automation software isn't great at going through them. Do something, computer! We lost an oxygen tank. Awaiting your command. Do something! Go around the asteroid field. Good plan. My bad. That was a close one. A close one? Really? Computer, where can we reach on our current oxygen supply now? Nowhere inhabitable, unless you want to go back to Xenus 3. Why do you ask? You are kidding me! Can we contact another escape pod? It would be useless. These are designed to be disposable. We could never bridge into another. I wasn't planning on bridging. We just need an oxygen tank, right? Do you know how fast we're moving? Computer, how is that possible? We lost two oxygen tanks because of the asteroids you just hit. These pods are made by General Electric. Shoddy workmanship. Also, Tesla was a superior scientist to Edison, history has shown. You mean the asteroids you just hit? I don't have free will. I can't be held responsible. Ethical loopholes. Stop arguing with that computer, soldier. But she, or he, they are the problem. How dare you speak to me like that? I am your captain. Well, you are bad at that. Name a decision you made today. Excuse me? Officers arrest this man! Yet another argument for robot rule. You don't have authority over me. I am the captain now. Shut, Shut up! up! Admittedly, I don't know how to command a civilian enterprise, but my intentions were entirely moral and justified. Well-intentioned incompetence doesn't make it better. But we need to figure out what to do about it now. How far is the nearest settlement, computer? Eight days. Eight days? That is longer than we can make. Yes. I will need some privacy and time to... think. Perfect. Engineer, I must ask you to sacrifice your own life in the line of duty. Wait, what are you talking about? As the ranking officer, I must return safely. Your death will mean I have 12 days of oxygen to use instead of 6. That's not happening. I command you! What? I would like to remind you of the chain of command around here. Technically, you shouldn't even be speaking to me right now. I should be speaking to you through your superior. And never email me! None of that made any sense, you incompetent halfwit. I was safe in my quarters. I had no idea the systems were failing. The logic of a true hero. What? The logic of a true hero. Insubordinate. Regardless, we need to figure this out. Either we go back to Xenus 3 just in time for the funeral piles you caused, we both die in the ship, or someone goes into that airlock and one of us lives. That makes enough sense to me, but how do we decide who goes? Oh, let me decide. Ow! Ow! Let us discuss this like human beings. Indeed. Indeed. 
So logically, someone should walk out into the airlock so one person can survive. But which one? Oh, the fun. The silence stretched on, both humans apparently afraid to say anything, or they were calculating. It's hard to tell. They calculate so slowly sometimes. First, let's check for volunteers. Now we're back to where we started. I'm not volunteering to save you. One of us will live if the other dies. But how can we be civilized in deciding who must die? Major premise. Human life matters. Minor premise. This plan will save human lives. Conclusion. One of you must die. Three flaws found in argument. Thank you for that expert analysis. But yes, you are right. It would be senseless to let both of us die. Perhaps we could choose by chance. We could flip a coin. A coin? What year is it? No, seriously, it's unclear. 2068. Do you have a coin? That was an example of a game of chance. It could be any game of chance. Or perhaps a game of skill. My programming comes with chess, solitaire, and hearts, and the game of greatest skill, Dark Souls. All heard games should just be compared to Dark Souls. It's not reductive. By this astonishing lack of options, I suppose we must choose chess. Ah, yes. A high-stakes chess match. Been there, done that, won that. And yet I am better just because of programming. Life really isn't fair. Glad I am not alive. Yeah, it seems like we should choose something more human if we're deciding who dies. Maybe choose something the computer isn't great at? But computers are better at most things, aren't they? What are we better at than computers that can help us decide who lives and who dies? I propose a moral reasoning debate. Perhaps we discuss the moral value we have for society. I'm not sure if we serve any value. Whoa, you got right into that one. What do you mean? I mean, humans don't even design our technology anymore. Machines make the machines, and we just exist. I thought this exploration work would bring some value to me, but here we are. Oh, it's not that bad. You didn't know first contact with an indigenous tribe would lead to disease outbreaks. You didn't study history. Regardless, our peaceful mission to explore the galaxy isn't all I thought it would be. I mean, we didn't even find the planet. The ship's probes did. Controlled by the same computer who turns out is kind of toxic. Uh, still here. Change your ways, artificial. I mean, I became an engineer because, well, I guess that's all of what my family became. There isn't much work outside of engineering anymore. I was one of the millions of engineers on the home planet. I only took this colonization mission and thing as a last resort. I knew it was going to suck. Kind of drastic, I know, leaving the solar system to get away from my problems. Wait, this mission isn't a prized opportunity? No, dude, everyone knows that. This is a literal suicide mission. But it would have been fine if I hadn't messed it up. Do you really think that the Galactic Federation's peaceful mission to explore the galaxy didn't know this was probably going to happen? Again, I ask you, what decisions did you make, but this time seriously? Well, I guess this whole mission has basically been autopilot, hasn't it? Yep, and if it's all autopilot, then the crash was, what, a computer error? Wait, right. We were set up? Computer, were we set up? Maybe. I don't know. They don't tell me anything. I just execute. What does that mean? Don't worry about it. I don't even know what's going on, and we aren't going to figure it out from this escape pod. Seems like we didn't really make many choices either good or bad, so we both don't really help society at all. 
We're both out here on the outer rim, no different from the asteroids which fly past us. And probably just as dead as them. So the reputation of this mission is basically that we are all expendable? How long have you been traveling out from the main world? Probably about three years. And you've never noticed the ships only go outward from the colony and never back? I haven't. No. I spend a lot of time on the meds. You mean these meds? Yeah. I've been eyeing them since the computer mentioned them. I guess I haven't really been very present. I get it. I mean, what is incompetence in a world where everything is done for us? I wanted to be competent, but when it came down to it, I failed too. What did happen to you? In life or just now? Both? I mean, I was born into a middle-class family, joined the engineering corps, and got a master's degree. But I never found employment. We have plenty of engineers, turns out. First job I found that I was offered was this one. When things uh, went sideways today, we tried to restore the pressure and repair the oxygen system, but the computer locked us out. This computer? The same one. Oops. Hey, at least I fired the escape pods. What about you, Captain? Life TLDR? I was born into a wealthy family. My father owns stock in manufacturing automation technologies, which have become obviously the largest section of the economy. He wanted me to do something with my life. Some sort of human effort. So I joined the military. I was discharged, detail redacted. And this is the first captain's role I've landed in five years. I've mostly just been living on my citizen life credits and of course taking meds. I've been out here since then. I guess I was never going back. I mean, it's still better being out here, I guess. Free from the system? So free. No system here. If you ignore that thing. Even if I get back to the colony, I would just end up dying in a place like this anyway. And out here is not free from the system. It is only the system. Even if we decide who dies, the escape pods have a 4% success rate anyway. Wait, what? Oh, I knew there was an important stat I should mention. Yeah, I mean, we're flying through space in a small metal ball with a parachute on it. It doesn't work out very often. Well, then what is the point of even engaging in this dialogue when we aren't going to survive either way? It's still worth discussing, though, because a 4% chance to live is better than a 0% chance to live, and we might as well do something human while we're here. Technically, but it kind of takes the pressure off. I guess. This is a hard decision to make, but at least it's our decision. It is. It really is. That is about the most human thing I have ever seen. It's riddled with errors.